I am making hundreds of thousands of dollars as a Twitch streamer, but in the eyes of a bank, I have no credit history. Literally, people have credit limits of $500 and they're still using their debit cards because they can't do anything. Walk into a bank as a creator. Hey, you're CEO of a media business, but banks don't see you that way. People that get denied for a $500 balance card when they have millions of dollars. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Brandmers Podcast. I'm your host, Arab, along with my co-host, Edwin. And today we have on the founder of a credit card. Well, they don't call it that. But we have Eric Way on today, the founder of Carrot, which is a credit card for influencers. Now, this might sound like an ad, but it's actually not. Because, well, I met Eric a few weeks ago and I was like, holy fuck, this idea is dope. Let's have you on so we can talk about it because a lot of social media influencers aren't yeah. financially literate. Eric, welcome to the fucking podcast. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Edwin, Arab, extremely excited to be here. And yeah, the whole fundamental premise of what we're doing is we're trying to build better financial and business products for creators to help provide education and ensure that when you walk in to try and get help with a mortgage or incorporate your company, the person on the other side actually understands what you do for a living. Yeah, well, dude, dude, that I was going to say that when Arab told me what you do and, and the fact that that's the the card is creator centric, I thought that that was a genius idea because, you know, I, I've been in the scene um, for a long time and I've actually seen close friends of mine that have I'm I'm 100 percent sure hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank account, not be able to get, you know, any sort of loans because they don't have what they would consider legitimate proof of income of a solid income. You know what I mean? Like the, well, they don't understand what it is. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing too. You say loans and like everybody listening, he doesn't even just mean like loans that, you know, buying a house or buying a car or needing a business loan. No, like literally people have credit limits of $500 and they're still using their debit cards because they can't do anything. And they're missing out on so many rewards and and basically like perks of having credit cards and building that credit history over time yeah mm -hmm. that's exactly right both of the points you made we work with one twitch streamer named alexandra botes we know who she is she's oh, yeah. yeah and the reason why we work with her is she's brilliant she's absolutely killing it as a business before that she went to stanford she's a smart cookie Wow. And when she tried to get a business credit card, she was rejected multiple times. It wasn't even, here's one with a $500 limit. It was straight up no. Yeah. Because you walk into a bank as a creator, hey, you're CEO of a media business. But banks don't see you that way. They're looking at you and saying, well, you don't have a ton of credit history. You don't have business history. You're not a W-2 employee working for another company. How am I possibly supposed to trust you? Even though you might have thousands of followers and great income and that's the experience edwin that your friends likely had despite having really good cash in hand it's not what the banks actually look like when they're trying to underwrite you yeah i actually had a friend uh recently he he purchased a house he's strictly a streamer youtuber creator and uh he said that because they the company he went through, the the people that underwrote him, they they I think marked him as like some sort of risk, and he had to put down more money than like a regular person that has like a regular job would have to put down for them to 
to make the mortgage work or something like that. It was it was it was an issue with the fact that they didn't completely understand where his money was coming from. You know what I mean? It's discriminatory. Mm-hmm. One of the earlier streamers we worked with was this guy called the Russian Badger. And mm. he told us the first time he went to set up a business bank account, they literally asked him, like, do you launder money? Like, <laughs> is this drugs? Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah. too, I mean, you're looking at most creators are go from making almost no money to making a lot of money instantly because the way it exactly. happens is that instant blow up, right? So, like, you can go from making... $500 a month, literally $0 for two years to $500. And then the next month you're making, you know, five to 10 grand to 20 grand or whatever it is. And you haven't had time to build up. You're basically investing the time up front, and then it happens all at once. And the banks don't really understand like, where's this coming from? So like you're saying, they look at it and they're like, what the fuck is this? And second of all, what the fuck is Twitch? You know, or what yeah, is yeah. like YouTube? Like what do you like, or Google or however you're getting paid. I mean, they just look at it. One, you're young. Two, yeah. you're young and you have this much money, which they're not used to because somebody this young is normally under fucking student loan debt. And they, exactly. you know, they just don't get it. Luckily, I mean, when we met, you walked up to me with the card and you were like, you know, you show me the card or whatever. And I pulled out my credit card and I was like, yeah. what well, is it better than this? And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, and, and I didn't realize how many of those creators at the table who are much bigger than me actually yes. had really shitty credit card limits like mine has no cap i can spend whatever i want on it you know and and all those a lot of those people at those table who have millions of subscribers have 500 limits and yep. i didn't even realize that till we spoke right there at that table that night at the hotel bar and it was kind of like eye-opening how many people aren't financially literate on like the, the value of credit cards and building that mm-hmm. early because Ever since I was 18, I've been using a credit card for everything, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and and most people use credit cards like a, a, a lot of people see credit cards. And I mean, obviously, this is how credit cards make money like they see it as literally borrowing money and then they can use money that isn't theirs. And that's how they end up in credit card debt, et cetera. But like I was just taught to use a credit card as money I have and then pay yeah. it off. You don't actually use it as like a loan. You just use it for its benefits. So like what people don't. Anyone who's listening, you know, obviously we have a lot of younger kids who are, you know, getting into college, etc. Like the value of credit cards is you use, you know, you're loaning money. So you don't have to, you don't have to pay it right away. You pay it a, a month later or whatever. And not only that, but a lot of credit cards, especially as you get like, they start spending more and more have perks. So like no. you, you know, I, if I buy all my travel shit with my American Express, I basically can get free flights like i can fly for free i have fucking 10 free flights anywhere right now basically because of just spending money with them and being part of of like their their credit card company it's just i don't know the exact logistics on how it all works you know i'm sure you're more financially literate on it so you exactly understand and there's a few points i want to make here right the first is our business credit card which provides creators with higher limits based on social stats and financials we don't charge any fees and we don't even allow people to carry a balance beyond a month because as you said Eric, for a lot of people this is a new concept but it's an important one to understand because as a business 
the faster and earlier you can make content, the faster and sooner you're gonna blow up. And having a little bit of working capital can really help you, not to mention getting the rewards that cards provide and separating out your personal and business finances, which helps you from a tax perspective. Uh, many of you might have heard Mr. Beast recently did an interview with Colin and Samir. And Mr. Beast talked about, oh, in a year, he's spending $55 million. And people are like, wow, that's nuts. Because for Mr. Beast, he grew up by literally taking all of the money he made from one video and putting it into the next to make it bigger and better. And think if you have access to working capital and a card, it becomes so much easier to do that, to buy yourself a little bit of time to reinvest in your content, to continue growing more quickly. Right. But to your point, yeah, a lot of people aren't aware of that and they don't talk about this. Did you did you say that you don't allow people to carry a balance once a month? Like, like how does that work? Like, it's like, it's like a charge card, kind of? It's exactly, it's a charge card. So our card today, it's like the OG American Express cards. You dude, have to that, dude, that's crazy you say that. That's crazy you say that, because my, my very, very first credit card was an American Express Gold. I was 18 years old, and the person that helped me get it was my brother-in-law, who was helping yeah. me with, like, being financially literate. He he helped me be his... Uh, I was the custodian for a self-directed IRA. I, uh, I did... He he just helped me learn a lot about finance, and, and he put me in a position where he got me that Amex when I was 18, and he told me, he's like, this is a charge card. He's like, this... You have whatever you spend on it by the end of the month, you have to you have to clear it. But there's virtually no limit to it. Like the, the one that I had literally had no limit. Like I could spend one hundred thousand dollars and it had no limit, which was a crazy thing to give an 18 year old. But but um, but that's interesting. And why? Why is that? Why would you guys go down that route instead of yeah. the traditional? So first of all, your brother's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Second, for sure. Similar to you and your brother. Like, I hate he's... him. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got a brother too and you know mixed feelings sometimes but i love him deep down and arab i remember you also said you had a lot of close family and friends right who were also very financially educated yeah yeah my so my mom had me under like a family credit card like oh. uh, under her name that what so when i was going to college like authorized gas user. and stuff i'd put yeah, on your authorized user and yeah. I, I think that built my credit as well i'm yep. not sure if that's how that works yeah, it does it does yeah and then it's when i when i started making money and working etc like everything was on a credit card like the only thing i use debit for is an atm and mm -hmm. my brother is real big into like you know loans and 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 spending other people's money to make money like shit like that and he's super financially literate he runs a marketing company so yeah he helps yeah. you know just with those things both of you so, had the benefit of people you knew and trusted to walk you through this. For sure. That's what we're trying to build for creators, a trusted financial source of education. And to answer your question, Edwin, you said, well, why do you start with this charge card? What is a charge sure, card, no. first of all? Because I don't even know what a charge card is. Literally a card you have to pay off at the end of every month. It doesn't yeah. let you carry a balance. So it's safer for people who are just getting started because they're never going to run into a situation where, hey, you weren't tracking your spend and now you've built up a balance, right? Because you have to pay it off at the end of every month. Wait, yeah. so is, is that basically like what a Chase Freedom Unlimited is? Or is that a credit so, card? Because, I mean, that one, I pay, that one you kind of pay off at the end of the month. Like my Chase personal card, it's very, there's not like much of a turnaround. There's like a few days yeah, at the end of the month, card, I think, as opposed yeah, to the Amex, card, which is like a month. Yeah, so any card that you have to pay off at the end of every month, and usually have a month of grace period too, just to be clear. 
Like, that's a charge card versus a regular credit card. You can just keep paying a minimum amount of that balance. Yeah, and yeah. Over yeah. And over. Oh, I get what yeah. you're saying. Okay. So you don't no, get like, to pay a minimum. It's just, the the no, difference yeah. is the difference. It's basically a credit card, but it doesn't let you pay like that minimum $25 fee where you can yes. acquire a, an interest rate on it. It's you have to pay it in full. Exactly. But we you know, still do have a, you do have a month grace period. Yes, exactly. But they have to pay it in full. Yes. Okay. Precisely. So it is. So for anyone listening, like the 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 kids that are younger, let me help explain it in like layman's terms. So basically, a credit card. The re the way the banks make money is a lot of people spend other people's money, and what they'll do is they'll pay. You can either pay the statement balance, which is what you owe, or you can pay a minimum, which is a twenty five dollar fee normally. And what'll happen is, let's say you have a thousand dollars on that statement you're gonna get an 18% interest rate on it. So you're gonna end up paying $180 that carries over to next month. And that's basically like if you're risking or using other people's money and you need it now or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he's saying whatever's on that statement balance, you have to pay. So you pay the $1,000, you don't have the option of paying the $25 fee, which is a good thing because so you never wanna pay the $25 fee minimum because people think like, oh, I get to pay less, but then they acquire all this fucking interest. interest. And it just adds up. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the main difference between a charge card and a credit card is that a charge card is essentially a credit card, but you have to clear the balance. You cannot pay a minimum. And the thing is, you it's not only that you can't pay a minimum, but you can't pay a specific amount. Like, because with a credit card, you can have a balance of a thousand dollars. Let's say the minimum payment is fifty dollars, but you can choose to pay five hundred of it off. Like a charge card, you have to pay it all together, like at once. And the other thing is, like the month-long grace period, it's a grace period, but like you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to pay it off month to month. The grace period is like if you exhaust that grace period, they're gonna send you to collections, and that's not good. So like basic, so basically a charge card is like you basically have a month. You from the first to the thirtieth of of the month to the next next month to pay it off and that's just how it is but the cool thing about charge cards is that you don't have a limit a lot of the time a lot of the time the limits are a lot higher for a charge card if you get approved for one than for a credit card because a credit card the banks are assuming that if you are getting a credit card you're probably going to build up a balance you're probably going to pay some of it off you're probably going to have a running balance and they're okay with that because they make the interest with a charge card they know that you're going to pay it off all at once. So the limit is higher. The limit is like, uh, sometimes unlimited. You know what I mean? This is exactly right. But you do have a month to pay it, right? So like, let's say my October statement balance, I have till the end of November to pay it. Yeah. Usually you get it at the end of the month and ideally you pay right away, but depending on the card, usually there's like a month after the okay. date without fees. Yeah, without so, yeah, so, it, but, so but, it is a standard credit card basically without the ability to pay less than you, you owe. You have to yeah. So so the thing is that grace period isn't like a grace period that you're supposed to use monthly. Like you're so let's say let's say you get a bill and it says it's due on the first. If you don't pay it by the first, you have about a month until they send it to collections. Well so no, like, you pay right away, right? Well that's that's so, that's so, what I'm so, wondering. So So yeah. for the month of October, uh huh, do you bill me on November first or do you bill me on or on, on November 30th? I think it'd be November there, 1st. There, there are cards that do both. Okay. So for some cards, like the month of October, it's like, hey, you've got to pay like November 1st, right? But look, there's a month before they'll send you off to collections, right? There's also cards where like, hey, for the month of October, you just don't have to pay until end of November, right? It's not like grace period. 
They're right. just straight up like, hey, you have a little bit of time. Yeah, the 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 ones that the ones that make you pay. Um, so let's say let's say your your card says that it's the payment is due November first. What he's talking about a grace when he says grace period, it's not like it's a grace period between the time where it's due and you're delinquent long enough for them to send you to collections. And additionally, if you don't pay the credit card off on that due date there you i think it's like usually there's like they give you five days three to five days before they actually charge you a late fee because technically oh, so it's not a good delinquent. yeah yeah okay so it's not a gr yeah. it's not like a grace period no no it's like, no he means he means grace period before they fuck your credit before okay. they send you to collections like it's not you're not supposed to do that like you okay. have you have between 30 and 35 days to pay it off you know what i mean yeah because that um, and, that term is tricky and I, I like i know a lot of people listening are gonna because like i know i'm better versed in credit and i didn't even understand that like per, per, the, yeah. that term perfectly you know what i'm saying because i want the whole reason i brought eric on here is because i want these kids i mean a lot of people that watch us are people that want to be pro gamers or streamers or youtubers right that's what they that's why they watch because every guest we have is some sort of encyclopedia of information in yeah. that space right so so i want them to like be able to understand it in it think in of it, it think of it think of it this way when i when, when he says grace period think of it your rent is due on the first if yes. you do not pay it on the first they will not evict you until you've spent enough time delinquent so if you don't pay it on the first and a month passes they're gonna slap an eviction notice on your fucking door and that's kind of how it goes so that's like, what he means by like, grace yeah period. like don't don't get fooled by the word grace it just means like you haven't been a degenerate long enough for us to fuck you period uh yeah, 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 and then and then when they when they send it to 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 collections, that's another thing too. Where like, dude, people don't know like being sent to collections, man, having delinquent accounts, like that shit plummets your credit score, and it's like that shit is tough to to figure out after the fact. You know, like people, man, people, dude, I I had this kid that I know. He opened up an Ashley Home Furniture credit card, bought his entire living room set on that on that uh furniture credit card never paid it off like completely forgot about it didn't give a fuck about it could not move into somewhere new because they they put a lien on his shit they fucked up his credit and he just never cared to take care of it until he needed to go get a new place and he couldn't you know what i mean but he got free Weird. furniture <laughs> just like that meme where it's the guy being like you get i get it's yeah like, yeah you get furniture <laughs> i get a lien on your money for the rest of your life so what is that what is a yeah. lien on your money so i sort of just made that up basically all i meant is just the same point edwin's making they just wrecked that guy's credit history because okay. he didn't pay back and so okay. they hurt yeah. his ability to get more credit in the future and that stays yeah. forever until he pays it off and if at that point if your credit is so fucked up would it be better to declare bankruptcy or can you only do It'd that have to be it, it would have to be really really fucked up and there's people that their entire jobs are to negotiate it's with correct. the with yeah. the companies to get so basically let okay. me put it to you this way let a company this would way. cut I, its losses i owe you i owe you 100 dollars, right no you're more. not paying make it worse <laughs> <laughs> okay, I owe you a thousand dollars. Ten grand. You I, owe me ten grand. Okay, I owe you ten grand. I'm not paying you the ten grand. You then send me to collections, right? Collections right. is now him. Okay, so he's yeah. collections, right? Now I don't deal with you. What you've done is you've sold your, you've sold my debt to him. Okay. He now, he now owns my debt and is trying to collect ten grand. How much he would bought, you buy it for? How much would collections me, buy it me, for? Let me, let me, just let me, let me, let me get through it. So, so I owe you ten grand. You're not getting, I'm not paying you. 
you then sell your my debt to him okay now now i owe him 10 grand to clear my debt because he's fucking up my credit history i can't do shit right so now with him he didn't actually pay 10 grand for that debt he paid far less for it right you got some money you're like this dude wasn't gonna fucking pay me anyways whatever he paid i got five grand right so you get five grand from from this guy right okay so now he only needs to get five grand out of me so i can now call him which you know, I would do it because I'm financially literate and I would just handle it myself. But there's companies that do it for you. Dude, where let's do they that try to, to companies. Where, where you fix and they make would, 40% they would, on the dollar. They would basically call on my behalf to him and they'd be like, hey, Edwin owes 10 grand to this person. He's not going to pay 10 grand. Is there any way that we could lessen this amount so he can, you know, fix his credit? And then you haggle back and forth and eventually they'll settle on anything over the amount he paid for your debt, right? And that's collections. Now, what we were talking about earlier with a lien, that is another financial tool that's used to f- to fuck you if you don't pay your shit. An, an excellent example of this is when you take your car to a mechanic. Let's say you take your car to a mechanic, they do all the work, you don't pay for it, all right? You cannot get your car back. They'll put a lien on your car, and if the lien stays for long enough, they can eventually just own your car. They can possess it. Or let's say somehow you get your car back, you will not be able to sell it because it'll be a registered lien to their name. You know what I mean? So, okay. so if you sell the car, that money goes to them. You know what I mean? And those are two two ways that your credit will just absolutely plummet. Okay. Collections, liens, etc. So you have a charge card for creators, and you help creators get money. Your 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 program is invite only, right? Yes. And so we actually, so Edwin, you know more about collections and cards. Than like 99% of people. And Arab, you've really been very experienced with credit. Edwin, you asked me in the very beginning, why did we structure this card as a charge card? And the reason is, I worked with tons of creators when I was at Instagram, right? I helped build Instagram live. I said, okay, cool, they need this, but it needs to be built in a way that's safe, that protects them, because they might not have all the context that you have. So Arab, to answer your question, the card itself is a charge card, because we don't want you to carry a balance, because we are never going to charge you interest. Like right. a normal card tries to make its money off of you owing them money. So we said, we're going to align our incentives. I'm not going to make interest even if you are late. I'm not trying to put you in debt. I want you to pay this card off over time. So you're thinking long term. Right now, you're not even making money. Yeah. So today, we make a little bit. When you swipe the card, there's a credit Percent, card process right. that we call interchange. The store shares back with us the card issuer. We basically take that and give that back to the creator as rewards because our long term is making money from building more financial products for use down the road. You like our card. Now you're coming to us to help with your taxes. Now you're asking us to set you up with. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so smart, because that's the other thing, bro. CPAs and tax people do not understand this industry at all. And the thing is, do you know what fiduciary responsibility is? Yeah. Okay, so so CPAs when they become a CPA. Okay, so okay, a fiduciary responsibility is is a CPA, a lawyer, people like uh, insurance people. They have this thing called a fiduciary responsibility that is is that coincides with their licensing that they get to be these these positions. And what it basically means is I have a responsibility to you as my client to not put you into a situation where you will be harmed because 
of something that I know that I'm not sharing with you or just, you know, a, a lack of information, et cetera. So, um, you know, fiduciary responsibility for a CPA that doesn't fully understand what you're doing would be. So an example of that, where it comes to bite creators in the ass is if a CPA, if you come to a CPA that does not know entirely what a Twitch streamer is or does, and you're like, Hey, these are all my Fortnite skins that I want to write off because this has to do with my job. This has to do with what I do. A CPA will look at this and be like, dude, I don't know if I can do that. I, in my, in my, in my brain, with my knowledge that I know of my career, this does not make sense to me. And if you get audited and I have to answer for this, I will not have the ability to explain this. So my fiduciary responsibility is to tell you, no, you cannot write this off. And if you want to write it off, then that's on you. That's not on me. Cause there's this thing called ENO insurance, which is errors and emissions, which is basically insurance people, um, CPAs, uh, people that deal with finance, errors and emissions insurance. Errors they and pay omissions, right? Errors and omissions. Yes. Errors in so, omissions. No, okay. no errors, errors and omissions. Okay. So, so what that is, is these, these financial professionals pay, an annual premium to be covered by a company for errors and omissions, which means if I'm a CPA and I fuck up something and it costs a shit ton of money that I don't have to pay because I don't have that much money as a CPA, the errors and omissions people will cover it because I paid the insurance, right? So errors and omissions, fiduciary responsibility, those are two things that won't allow CPAs to let you write off a lot of things that you should be able to as a Twitch streamer because they don't understand it. You get what I mean? That's why finding a good CPA that fully understands this industry is very hard still today. So going back to that, you're saying that you, you know, put that back into rewards or whatever and, and things to use back on the creator. You have tax people that understand creators? Yes, we do. So the way we make money as a company and just for the listeners out there our vision is not to build a credit card company it's to build a bank and a full set of financial products so for us we really see this card as our first product where we want to help creators understand the importance of getting all of this set up but we make money if you end up using these other products and services that we're going to develop and build because i'll tell you we started with a tax product walked around some of the biggest YouTubers and Twitch streamers in the world and said, hey, look, do you want to use my tax product? Most people don't care, right? Because like you're focused on making content like 95% of the time, 5% of the time you're going to think about taxes. Rando guy you've never met before walks up to you and starts talking. You're kind of like, okay. So we realized the right way to do it is just what every other bank has already realized. You start with the card. Like Chase has Chase Sapphire Reserve. It's a great card. People who use it are more likely to switch to Chase for their bank account. That's actually where Chase makes money. So for us, it's like, cool, we have the Kara card. It's the best business credit card a creator can get. We don't even charge you fees. We give you higher limits and rewards because we're betting on we're going to develop our underwriting model. And then when we've launched our other products, you're going to know us. You're going to trust us. We're already integrated with your financials. You're just going to go use Carrot. And then we will make money off of doing hey. tax. You Dude, you're, you're, you're going the freemium route i like it you're exactly. fucking you're, you're giving yeah. them the game for free and then when they want to buy a skin they buy the skin that's cool i like that that's I love really that that's, that's really fucking smart because you know what the thing is yeah. you you as the most creators that you're gonna be a part of their lives are typically younger right they're 18 years old they're they're 19 you know they're 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 just now coming on some money etc 
you're going to grow with them because when they're, when they go yes. from being 18 to 26 to 30 and at, at 30, they're going to want to buy a house by that time you'll have underwriters, you'll have a whole, you know, mortgage team, et cetera. That's fucking cool, dude. That's, that's and you get it. And by the way, the card's been around for about a year. We already see this. Our average card holder has had income and social stats grow more than 40% during the time with us. Because when you pick the right creators, of course they're going to end up doing better. Like we worked with ZHC when he had around 15, 16 million subscribers on YouTube. He's over 22 million now. Right. And that's where, like, here's this opportunity for us to build more. Just to mm -hmm. give you a little more context to both of you and to the viewers. So my background, before starting this company, Carrot, I built products at Instagram for creators. But before that, I went to Harvard and studied economics and worked in investment banking on Wall Street. So mm -hmm. I'm familiar with, okay, how do banks make money? Well, a lot of it is they're trying to put fees up front. They're trying to think short term. Let me get you to take out credit card debt and make interest off of that. And now there's this new model merging, which we're part of, which is like, no. What if I made money through the long-term relationship? It's not just the card. It's this full set of products. But I can give you better service since I'm integrated to your financials and you know and trust me. It's the Square model. Think about Square. They started with one product that helped mm -hmm. mom and pop coffee shops accept payments, that little rectangular dongle that you go swipe on. Now yep. they have Cash App. They have payments. They have capital products. They have tax and bookkeeping products because they built so much trust and data around their first product, they were able to make money on extending into all of these other things. That's the new model that we're following. Right. Now you're right, saying you, you offer these products to your creators um, and what, they're they're just like a fee like any other product would be. So like, I wanna use your CPA, I would pay just like I would pay a regular CPA. Like, is that what, is? The, are these kind of products you're talking about? Like my, so my question is, what's stopping me after I use Carrot and build my credit Yep. from leaving your card and going to a card with with better benefits so for oh, everyone you that totally you, to you totally absolutely could so because yeah. i want to explain to them how the benefits work because i mean i just got my amex platinum which is like yep. probably one of the best cards you can get on the, on yep. the market it costs 700 dollars a year but within the first two months i've already made that money back off of the card yep. because i've used the rewards correctly like i studied it i sat there with my friend i saw what you can get they give you discounts to certain stores. You have, you know, uh, discounts to airlines. You have uh, lounges access to it. Like there's rewards with these things. What's stopping me? And, and, and that's why I tell people to like, we just got our other friend on 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 credit cards. He, he We fucking sat nice. there for three hours and persuaded him to get a credit card. And he's like, why would I need one? Like, I'm never going to use these rewards. I was like, dude, like, think about it this way. Whatever you're spending, you're already getting 2% back, basically. Like... You know, if, if that's not enough to tell you stop using this card and just use this card for no difference, like there's so many rewards to these things, but Carrot doesn't have those yet. So we, we do. So here's how I describe it. We give better rewards than 99% of cards out there. So we give three to 5% cash back in three different categories. Could be Twitch subs, could be inventory, could be computer equipment. And we just give it in straight cash and we don't charge any fees. Now, the point I was making was there's going to be perks your Amex Platinum has that we don't offer today because we're still working and building it out. We don't have, for example, on a lot of these Amex cards, you can get like private access to lounges. 
you can get like, concierge bro someone will exactly. go fucking, like someone will go like, tuck your mom in at night for for yeah, yeah. no it's you crazy about, like it's you crazy. can get car insurance when you book cars with those cards you can concierge yeah we don't have all of that built out yet right we're a startup so on a cashback basis we're actually right there among the top cards but amex platinum has a whole level of other benefits that we don't yet have there's of course, and, and, and I'm comparing yeah. you to to like literally the top card, right? So yeah. it's it, like cool. one, you know, one of the top widely accessible ones for everybody. Exactly. Yes. Totally. So so like obviously it's an extreme, and yeah. and and most people that are are with Carrot though, like the the people you're targeting can't afford that. So once they build that, once they understood those benefits, why stay with you is what I'm asking. The like two things. They, so first, you know, the yeah. first year or two, they used you and they built their credit. You you gave yeah. them what they needed, but why? I mean, they can have the card. Like I have cards, but I spend zero dollars on them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what what is keeping them with you? Yeah. So our underwriting is unique to creators. Theoretically, at any level, we should be able to give you better terms than a normal bank. So even as you grow and scale, we should be able to continue providing you with better limits and better rewards than other cards out there. Now, if we can't, that just means we failed at our job, right? Maybe because, hey, our underwriting was not as good as we thought it was, or because, hey, we still haven't built out the full set of benefits that we want to offer to you that other existing cards out there have today. So what I would say is, yeah, if you've grown and you've scaled and you're like, wow, I can get better terms and benefits from another card, you absolutely should switch. Now, my goal is that we grow with you, that we're That's what I'm wondering. So what do they get from that? Because like you yep. say that, but at the end of the day, you're a credit card company or not a credit card company. Yep. You know, you're, you're, but you're, you're well, a financial product company. Yeah, you're a yeah. financial product company and their creator and sure you help them but it's business and it's what is going to benefit me most in this business you know it's not like i i said fuck you and i screwed you over it's more like all right i used your service for two years i built my yeah. credit which is what it was you know what i needed it for why not you know it's time to grow and you're saying like we grow with you but where is what do i get in the future from you yeah, growing so with me I mean, there's really two, three things, right? The first is higher limits. I mean, Arab, you're at a point where you have super high limits. There are creators out there who, even if they try to churn off and go to Amex, they can't get a 100K limit right out of the gate because even though they have so much income and business revenue, that doesn't mean their credit history is good, right? Yeah. But let's say, cool, they've improved all their credit business history, right? We're building a feature where we're going to help people do credit building, right? We haven't released this yet. Say they go and you're like, Arab, you're like, hey, two years from now, my credit history is amazing. I can go and get these really good limits from other banks. But like, where are these limits and rewards coming from? It's all off of underwriting. It's all off how much I think you're worth as a business to me. The more I think you're worth, the more I'm going to give back to you as rewards to keep you on. So what right? rewards are we hey, talking about? Hey, real quick though, before we continue, because yeah. we've been using the word, we've been using the word underwriting a lot. Let me quickly explain yeah, what that is to people that don't know. Yeah. So, un underwriting is basically a process where the financial corporation that you're trying to get a card or a loan or something out of or from, they look into your credit history. They they assess you as a risk in general. They they basically dig when it comes to you you know your the the past income you've had the thing about underwriting that's so interesting to me is especially because when you go to um 
take out a new credit card. So when you go to take out a new credit card, when you go to take out a loan on a car, they actually ding your credit. It's called a uh, it's called a hard credit request. Yeah, it a, hard, a hard a hard credit pull. There's soft inquiries yeah. and hard inquiries. Yeah, yeah, well, hard yeah. Inquiries, inquiries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so a soft inquiry is like if you go on Credit Karma and they generally have a score for you. A hard inquiry is like they really really look at your credit and it affects your credit negatively. A hard inquiry. It, it'll it'll take your your credit score down a few points and so that's a part of the underwriting process was what was which once again i guess in layman's terms is to just determine how much of a risk you are to them and how likely you are to be able to pay your bills based sure. on your past uh careers your income how um you know how consistent it is like like let's say you know you you work a job and you have a hard income of five thousand dollars a month they would probably rather that than you make ten thousand dollars in one month and then three thousand dollars for the next four you get what i mean like like they they want consistency like underwriting is is uh it's a pretty extensive just background check when it comes to your credit that's what underwriting is anyways back yeah, to, let me back actually to give a little more context on underwriting and credit pools before answering Arab, going back to your question on why would they stay with us how the rewards get better because i think these two actually link together for sure mm -hmm. to your point edwin two things number one is our car does not do a hard pull on your credit when you open it because we know so many creators don't have good credit history to start with we operate entirely off of financials wow. and social that's cool so that's why i say we're trying to build a new system of underwriting it eventually will integrate back in with FICO, which is the traditional way of assessing your credit. Because right. for many of these creators, the traditional ways aren't capturing their true worth as businesses. This leads to my second point. So the traditional credit history score is called FICO. This is what Edwin is referring to when they're doing an Correct. inquiry. They're checking, hey, were you credit worthy? Should I give you more money? FICO literally stood for the Fair and Isaac company it was invented by two white guys in the 1950s named fair and isaac who named it after themselves it'd be if you formed the arab edwin company aiko mm -hmm. and they're using it a hundred years from now to i don't know underwrite blade runner or whatever right whoever is going to be yeah. happening hundred years from now so here's a great fact fico is really outdated you know fico yeah. doesn't actually care about how much money you're making or how much money you have it yep. only cares about when you've taken debt out previously yep. have you paid it back which means yep. you're making a million dollars a year but you've never taken out a loan or an auto loan or used a credit card you will not have great credit history yeah yeah and and and, and 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 not and not just that too but they they take into account the amount of accounts you have so yes. like the amount of credit cards, the amount of loans, the amount of things that you've had to pay for at, at any given time, they take into account your, your, the length of time you, from the moment you got your first credit card or piece of credit to now, and that affects your credit too. We're like, if this is your first year obtaining credit, that part of your credit score is gonna be shit. You haven't had credit for fucking 10 years. And that part doesn't get good until you get like at least five, seven years in. So there's like, there's categories um, like he was saying, like, you know, if you've ever taken any any sort of loans or money out, your your ability to pay them, if you've ever been late on any payment, if you're ever late on anything, bro, they know if you're late on an Amex payment, they know if you, you know, I mean, like, um, like I said, amount of accounts like they, they'd rather for some reason, they'd rather have somebody that has fucking five credit cards out than somebody with one. If you have one credit card out, your amount of accounts is actually is not good. You know what I mean, and which the, is a crazy the, flawed, by the so, way, like how the system was. Yeah, set up. correct. And I actually have a question for you because I actually haven't gotten a, a straight answer and I haven't really had yeah. to look into it. But but do you know if if medical bills g 
because I know I know I know college debt. Like if you have a if you have um, a student loan that gets reported to FICO. But I I keep hearing, and I just this is my own fault for not looking it up. But if you have yeah. like let's say a hundred thousand dollars in 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 medical debt, does that get reported to FICO? Because I know it's not supposed to, but I think it does. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. It could be part of the issue with FICO is it's so opaque. There's not like a clear set of metrics and guidelines, like what goes into it and what doesn't, yeah. right? The critical part, Edwin, that you're touching on is it's mostly dependent on the previous debt you've taken out, which again means weirdly, I am making hundreds of thousands of dollars as a Twitch streamer, but in the eyes of a bank, I have no credit history because I haven't taken loans out before, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's really beyond credit cards and financial products. We're really trying to build an underwriting layer mm -hmm. for creators. We want to be the ones to understand you and then translate that back to the banks and tell them, okay, cool, you don't get them, but we do, and trust our underwriting model. That's really the vision of what we're trying to do. And so, so yeah, so go ahead. On, on that note, I had a question for Arab earlier, and, yeah. and, and you know, I, I figured I'd just ask you, is part of your underwriting process, underwriting meaning risk assessment and just understanding the person as a business. When you say that you base the amounts that they're allowed to work with based on following and stuff like that, when you underwrite, do you take into account the engagement? The engagement or the interaction percentage? Okay, that, I mean, I, I would assume so, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're I mean, looking at somebody any... with a million followers and they get 127 likes on their Instagram photo yeah exactly yeah. you know it's pretty and, obvious and, that they're botted or and something I, and I you figured, know and i figured engagement was an obvious like underwriting thing you guys did but is there any other specific creator lots. metrics that you look at and if so what are they yeah i'll go into some of those a couple more points also we yeah. do look at financials as well just to be clear also you'd be amazed engagement seems to the three of us an incredibly obvious metric you should care about i spent half of my People time don't in the care about it I spend half of my time in the traditional financial world. They have no idea what engagement they is. They just see followers. Exactly. And so like some of these things that are so basic to us, it's my job to translate it back to them because they're like engagement. What is that? Some of the additional metrics we look at, like things that we've learned. Here's a really great example. How you monetize. You, Edwin, you literally talked about this earlier. Hey, steadier incomes are better than spikier ones, right? So depending how you monetize, if you're getting monetization via, for example, Twitch subs or Patreon subscriptions, OnlyFans, or even Google AdSense, that's a lot more consistent than like brand deals, right? Yeah. If you're like a TikTok yeah. or Instagram focused creator, you're not really getting that recurring AdSense or sub revenue. You're really dependent on brand deals. That's really, really spiky, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's, here's another thing we look at. The nature of how you built your following. For example, on Instagram, you know there's tons of people on Insta who have like over 100,000 followers and they're verified because they were like a pro wrestler 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, oh, trust me, Twitter's have... worse right now. Yeah, oh yeah, like literally Twitter, you, you can just... have 40 followers and if you're on somebody's oh. esports website, you're verified. You're yep. verified. Exactly. Yep. And so basically, like it's not just the number of followers, it's also the quality. If you are somebody like, you know, Ludwig, right? He's grown up on Twitch. He's digital native. Ludwig wasn't famous before he got on Twitch, but that means everyone of his followers follows him for his personality. And the things he does, they follow him across that versus, hey, I was a pro wrestler 15 years ago. Cool, I'm gonna get like 100,000 plus followers on Insta, but they don't really follow and engage at the same level when that 
pro wrestler now, I don't know, goes and launches like a line of energy drink products, they might just be like, eh. Like, right. These are the sort of things that we yeah. look at. We look at the platform. Like, like, like relevancy and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. The nature of their follower base, the mm-hmm. type of community and content that they and make. And you do a full scan on all their socials. Yeah, to be clear, we don't require like credentials into any of the socials. We just use what's publicly available. Same way Social Blade. Right, right, right. right. a lot of that, right? Yeah. Now, as I we, we couple that with financials. We use a company called Plaid, P-L-A-I-D. Mm-hmm. So it's a multi-billion dollar company. The co-founder is an angel investor in us. If wow. you've ever... Oh, oh yeah, actually, I know this might also be helpful for viewers. We've raised over $30 million from the founders of YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, CEOs from Wealthfront, TikTok, uh, Plaid, because everyone's slowly realizing this is a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Plaid... If for viewers, you've ever logged into your bank account when you're in like Coinbase or Venmo or Robinhood because they're like, hey, you should connect to your account. You've used Plaid. Yep. Yep. That's like the that's like the third party login system yeah. where it'll do a drop out of like Chase, Regions, like Wells Fargo, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, Plaid. Uh, I think I think Acorns uses that. That's the Acorns, way you log in. Acorns uses Plaid as well. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that's how we're underwriting better. And now, Arab, I'm going to go back to your question. Like, why the heck would somebody stay? Well, my hope is because I'm underwriting you, I'm understanding you as a business better, I'm going to value you more highly than a normal bank, so I'm just going to give you higher rewards. Now, how am I able to give you higher rewards? It's a math equation. On one side is the revenue that I'm making from you because you're using other products. You're paying me these fees to use my tax product, my business bank account, whatever. On the other side, my costs are, yeah, how much I have in defaults and how much I'm giving out in rewards. So my hope is with my underwriting, you know, American Express might be like, Arab, you're going to like spend this much money over time and use these products. And I'm like, no, actually, it's twice as much because they don't understand the nature of your business. And maybe American Express can have this level of defaults. Mine are going to be lower because I understand you better. So I have a little bit more margin to give back to you in terms of those rewards and benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have this now, but that's the basically plan. plan of how we would be able to compete. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and so you plan on giving loans, et cetera, out and being like a full-on bank eventually. I like to think of us as building Square, but for creators, right? Just like Square started with a payments product, right? For SMB businesses, now they have Cash App. Now they have bookkeeping and accounting tools and capital lines. They have like this whole set of financial tools. That's what we want to have. I don't want to say bank because banks are the traditional version of how this all worked, right? Right. Hey, I'm a bank. I help you with savings and lending and payments. And, you know, I don't do any of that well, but you come to me. I don't know. Parents set me up on me 10 years ago and like it works. This has changed. Now, everyone, they use Venmo. They use Cash App. They use Acorns. They use Robinhood. It's all being broken apart. What you once upon a time would have gone to a bank for everything. Everyone has carved a portion of that and built a digital product just around that piece. And yeah. we're the next step. It's not just around payments and savings and lending. Now people are building financial products around populations. You're a creator. You're a student. You're an immigrant. People are building financial products just around that particular segment. So, for yeah. example, Current and Step, Current and Step have built financial products specifically for young adults and teens. That's like what we're doing, but for creators, right? It's a vertical mm-hmm. focused play. Now, how hard yeah. are you? Are you advertising through creators at all, or no? We don't pay any for creators. Because it's invite only. 
Yes, and the credibility piece is so important. Ah, uh, like, okay. How like them, all of them being paid yeah. takes away some of the credibility. Exactly. You know, like even if you even if on, they yeah. use the product, it takes it away because they're being paid rather than telling you exactly. If you go onto her Instagram, it's Tri Carrot T R Y K A R A T. Look at her stories. It's linked in the website, description too. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Go to TriCarrot.com. You'll see we work with some of the biggest creators in the world. Right, Graham Stephan, right, Eric, right, um, Ale- Alexandra Botez, Blau, um, Blau, like all of these, people, like all of these people, right? They actually use our product. We're not paying them anything, right? And that's really important because, hey, as a creator, there's so many things you're pumping out around to your followers. I'm like, no, this isn't for your followers. I don't care if you share it at all. In fact, I'm not going to ask you to, and you don't get anything for sharing right, Well, it. I mean, I asked you to come on because I wanted our viewers to be more financially exactly. literate. Because I think it's such an important thing right. that, dude, I didn't, I mean, the benefits of credit is crazy if you're using it correctly. You know, like, I, I, I mean, dude, I... I love talking about it because I've had it for two months and I've been abusing it. But like having a credit card and having access to all these perks, it's like you feel you just superpower. Exactly, bro. Like I, I can go into the airport and get unlimited alcohol for ten hours straight if if my flight is that same day. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many, just like and and one not only that, it's it's great for networking. While while in there, like I spoke to a bunch of people, and some of them turned out to be in the esports scene or whatever, et cetera. And it's just like, just having credit cards that are are what do they you say? Is, you 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 Exclusive. establish yourself. You establish exactly. yourself within a, a a group of peers, like people that exactly. Like, oh, we're we're in the same lobby. We're in the same little American Express thing that I know you have to have some money to be in. So you're a peer of mine. You know, well, I mean? even like, we're so, on that like same with level. with carrot, they'll be like, oh shit, you use a carrot card, like you, you know. You're a creator, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and also, I would I would go back to like when you were asking like why somebody would would stick around with them instead of just going to go get an Amex. Dude, I, you, your Amex makes a lot of sense for the way you live your life. You travel a lot, so you get, you know, you, you get flights, you get all that stuff. To a lot of creators that fucking sit at home and don't actually travel that much, but still have a lot of followers, they don't need, they don't want to pay seven hundred dollars a year. Well, for it a doesn't card benefit because, them. It's a travel card. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that, so that, so it's like, so it's like, you know, different circumstances for different people. They need different things, and I think that his just kind of facilitates the people that get denied for a $500 balance card when they have millions of dollars type shit. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those situations. And, um, and I think that, uh, I think that you guys targeting the creator ecosystem is, is really fucking big brain because nobody else is doing it. And, and I would also venture to say for some reason, no one has an interest in doing it. I have not seen any financial financial Institute ever even bat an eye to that. They're old. They're oldies for sure. For sure. But but, but, yeah, go uh, for it. Uh, I had a question real quick. It was, um, it was, uh, fuck, what was it? No, I forgot. Go ahead. My bad. I'll remember it. I was going to say, this is what's changing. We're the new generation. All of us have come from gaming and media entertainment, and we're finally getting old enough that we're now becoming business owners and changing how things are done. So like you said, well, why hasn't this been done before? Like, I mean, I, yes, I went to Harvard. I worked on Wall Street. I worked at Instagram. Like, I've been playing video games since I was a kid. I've been following the scene forever. Like, if I just, like, grab down, my place is a mess. Like, 
Yo, I grew up on Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, my man. Yes. Yo, like I went to Evo. I went to DreamHack. I went to tourneys. Like this was my life, right? And so you're seeing a generation of people like me. I grew up in this scene, and now, like, oh yeah, I have like the business credentials to go and raise money and build a financial product. But I also literally came from the areas of people that I'm building for. That's what's changing, Edwin. We are the new generation. Hey, hey, hey. Building being aware. Who do you mean? I knew he was going to ask that. I knew he was going to ask that. Of course, Peach. Peach? 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 You seem like a person that means Peach. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Peach is fire. Peach is good. Yeah. Peach is good. Also, I, you... am, I am ass at wave dashing and shuffling. And the reason why okay. I picked up Peach is you don't have to do any of that if you float cancel. Fair, fair. I, 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 I used to main Luigi because of his taunt. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, no. The the kick taunt spike off the map. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Wow, yeah. you were a VM player, man. You're just. Yeah. You're just I'm the VM player. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, the VM yeah, yeah. player. I play Kirby oh, and I sit on the edge. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> I play Dude, Kirby I, and I sit oh, on the edge God. of the map and I suck in and I oh, <laughs> no. and I just suicide off and then. Put him out and go back up. Bro, bro, I, I played I played with him and, and he sucks he sucks me in. He goes to the bottom of the map. I, I'll like play a character that I know I can like at least get up to and grab. And he'll just fucking down B and suicide both of us, bro. It's fucked. Um but but anyways, I remember I remember my question. My question was my question was um so it's invite only right now and it's it's obviously like you don't pay um, creators to advertise this card because nope. it's not for their audience. It's for their peers. It's for other people yeah. that have that same issue that they're having. Right. So oh. at what, at what, what, um, at what point in their career level, do they hit you up? No, no, no. What level of the scaling are you at to where you can offer it to everyone? You get what I mean? Cause there has to be a reason why it's exclusive right now, which I'm sure it's like a scaling oh, issue. Totally. Right. Like our goal for us is to build a multi-billion dollar company. Like just for context, when course, I say we're a company, exactly. When we've raised 30 million of venture VC funding, that means I don't make anything <laughs> unless yeah. like, our company IPOs or sells for way more than that. Like I see no single penny of that. And so the way we get big, right, which Edwin is kind of your question, it's two things, right? The first thing is we hope to improve our underwriting. We started with the top segment because it was the easiest to start a brand new underwriting model off of people who are already very established. My hope is we get better at better at understanding creators and businesses so we can go earlier and earlier stage and unlock the card. So I, I, have, I, I, dude, I have a question. Is there a way that, that you can patent or trademark your underwriting process? I'm not sure on the patenting the actual mechanics, but here's the beauty of underwriting. If you're the first to do it, you're better than everybody else mm. because they're racing to catch up and getting the same amount of data that you have. And yeah, building data, data, yeah. So we will, just by virtue of being first, ah, always be data. better at underwriting. than anybody else out there, we're going to be better at underwriting because we're going to see the ties between financial and social data. So my hope is... Hey, I'm going to get better and better at this. I'm going to be able to bring on earlier and earlier stage creators and anybody else who's trying to come in. They're not going to have the data. It's going to be a lot harder for them. Dude, to you do should, you, dude, you should, you should look into that because I feel like if you patented or trademarked the process of using social influence as a way to underwrite people for financial products is actually that's crazy because i'm sure other people are going to try to do exactly what you guys are doing but it's well, like we, are. We, we already have competitors yeah really but we were the first yeah it does yeah. make sense yeah and the second thing is oh go ahead arab i think a cool thing you have is you have custom cards right 
Yeah, exactly. You can put your right? own thing on there and whatever. Like you can put your own image and, and name and or, or cool. our, our whole thinking is we're gonna start with the top segment of creators anyways because they're the best to start an underwriting model on because they can't get good cards. If we're gonna start with the top segment, why not give them the best card experience ever? Right? Mm-hmm. So give them custom cards. Exactly. So that's the thing I saw the other day. I saw a company called Lion Cards, where they they basically take the chip out of your card and put it onto another card you can get a gold card you can get a whatever you know like a like a because the thing about credit cards is it's cool to have a heavy credit card that's just like when you when you have yeah. credit cards it's like one of those things it's, it's heavy like the cool thing about the amex is it's metal compared to you know something that's 30 times lighter but the thing about credit cards is you know when when you'd go into fucking wells fargo or whatever as a kid getting your debit card they give you five images to pick from fucking star wars disney a, a plain one or whatever like you being able to put your own thing on that card is already a step in itself because customization is so cool. And, and we do that because think of it, it's marketing, right? Creators, when they genuinely believe in a product, a lot of them want to share what we're doing exactly. anyways. And it's the cooler the card looks, they're going to want to do it naturally. So I would rather give you more money back in rewards and the quality of your card than spend anything on marketing because then you're organically yeah. going to be excited and want to share it around. Right. Right. Do- do you, do, were you around when uh, I mean obviously like you were like fucking we're probably you and I are probably similar how old are you take a guess <laughs> dude like 30 damn you're good man <laughs> 31 are you actually 30 okay so you were around dude because because I remember when I got my first Amex card it was gold and that and that was cool but I remember when I got my an upgraded Amex card that wasn't a charge card it was like it was an actual credit card and at the time it was a nice one dude everyone freaked out because it was see-through it was fucking clear oh, yeah. Yeah, like that that was the meta and now it's the metal card. Now it's the fucking metal card that you can like, fucking kill somebody Sapphire with. Sapphire Reserve like broke the credit card game when they were one of the first at a big scale to have like a semi-metal card. Like uh-huh. they went absolutely nuts on that, right? And yeah, people yeah. Differentiator. And this goes, both of you talked about this, right? Arab, you said you walk into that lounge, right? Ed, when you mentioned, hey, you're a carrot creator, we're Dude, seeing a lot of this already. I use it for the first time. Like I used a shower in that lounge. I had a flight in that, that was I, dope. <laughs> I had a flight that i so i i went and recorded a video with a youtuber and i can't say it yet because it's not out but it was in it, it was in denver and i recorded this video and the video ended early so i changed my flight back and my flight was in 45 minutes so it went from being the next day to 45 minutes and wow. i went and showered in the airport in the lounge i went i fucking swiped my card i i had fucking 20 minutes to do it because i had to get to my gate i showered i got a glass of fucking wine and i ate food within 20 minutes and i got out and it was free it was all complimentary because it's part of the it's part of that package that's fucking cool that is dope and I'm, I'm cool. sure you felt you felt amazing. I felt doing great. That. I felt like a king. I was <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I not only did I shower, I had a great glass of, of wine, and I had fucking great food all in 20 minutes. I walked to my gate, and I didn't pay a single dollar. And that's what we're trying to build for creators, right? Like when we met at Vin Summit, we were holding a private you were. casino night event where some of the biggest creators, uh, you know, Mr. Beast was there, uh, Brian Rivera, Graham Stephan, and so on, because. We have card holders who are top creators in the game, and then other card holders want to hang out with them, and then even creators who aren't on Carrot today want to mm-hmm. go and spend time with them too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I knew that that shit was open. I think, I think you told us to go up, but I didn't know it was open and that everyone was up there. I would have gone. We were chilling I mean, at the bar we, downstairs. 
Uh, no, no worries at all. I actually think Riz, <laughs> Gamer Reacts, actually did end up joining us. Um, Great, we yeah, had Riz like, on our podcast, by the way. We yeah, we oh, recorded one with yeah. him yesterday, two days ago. He's, he's a carrot card holder now. Yeah. And so like, mm. yeah, that's like the perks we're trying to build. Like another one, you know, we'll cover a complimentary YouTube channel consultation with Patty Galloway, who's like one of the legends mm. out there who like helps run analytics for Mr. Beast, right? Like we have a Discord that we add our card holders to. So yeah, we try See, and find those are perks. Those yeah, are perfect. That's cool. That's, that's cool. cool. You're a creator. Cool. Boom. We have this guy on our on our team, and we'll we'll pay for it. That's there you go. Now it, now exactly. we're talking. Those Sign are creator up, exclusive I'm perks. I'm sold. Sign me up. I'm sold. All right, beautiful. Let's chat after. That's <laughs> 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 It's like, hey, it's a good card. There's no fees. High cash back and lots of ancillary things we're building. I'll tell you confidentially, one of the biggest Twitch streamers in the world was having trouble doing gift subs because Twitch was blocking him. One of our investors is Kevin Lin, the co-founder of Twitch. I went through him to the COO of Twitch and got that problem resolved for him. I'm not wow. promising I can do that for everybody. Kevin <laughs> Lin? Like, Kevin Lin, yeah, he was, very, he was one of the <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we met him once. It was a great experience. Stories, which we'll talk about another he's, time. He's a great guy. He's a great he's guy. He's a fucking cool dude. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it was the day. It's funny because it was the day I met Edwin, and we had such yeah. a great experience with Kevin Lin, bro. Yeah, yeah. When he said that name, I look. I looked over at your camera. I was like, no fucking way. No, I want to tell that crazy. story. That's the thing that we share. You know, it was. It was yeah, a great yeah, time, yeah. and he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the best dudes out there. He was one of the yeah. very first investors we ever had. Dude, I literally he's so had cool. I'm telling you, we met him for 10 yeah. minutes. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. Likewise, my, I had a 15-minute call with Kevin two years ago when we had nothing. And 15 minutes in, he was like, this makes sense. I'm sold. And that's how you know someone has a high degree of understanding and conviction in what you're doing mm -hmm. to put yeah. money early, right? Yeah. That's cool, so like, bro. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I'm glad this episode was a big, hopefully everyone listening. I mean, everyone, a, a lot of people listening are creators in some way. You know, we're kind of like, I'd like to say maybe the Colin and Samir of, of gaming. Who, by the way, are card holders. Colin and Samir are card holders on Carrot. But yes, you are the creator's creator, both of you. Yeah. My Colin yeah. or my Samir? Uh, I think I would be Samir. I think, I think okay. more Middle Eastern looking. <laughs> hey, hey, and also, and also, like you know, uh, like winding this down, uh, I'm sure, like, I'm sure you you were a little confused as to why my long haired fuck ass knows anything about finance. And it was because before uh, any of the YouTube projects that I was a part of blew up, I had I got my 215, um, my broker's license, and I was gonna get my Series Six. Amazing. So, Amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, were so, such a degree. What did I tell you? Knowledge. What did I tell you before when we called I and set this it. up? I told oh, yeah, you. I was so excited. I, I told you Edwin is real good at this shit. Yeah, yeah, I told like, him like, that. dude. Like, like, trust me. I love, I love, uh, creating. I love being a creator. But, dude, I, I just have this thing for business and finance. That it just it. fucking, I, I love it, dude. It's. I, Edward, I just, I just I'm actually it. gonna send you over the deck we use to raise our Series A, right? Just okay. so you understand. Dope. And of course, Arab, you're welcome as well. Just to understand more of the business financial part of what we're actually building. I'll say, both of you, you like. I know will more. invest fifteen million. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like both of you know more about the intersection of the creator world and the financial world than like anyone i've met before right like it is 
a growing need that overlaps both of these two segments, which is why we're talking today. But like both of you are on the cutting edge. Most people know a lot about finance or they know a lot about creators. It's that yeah, intersection. We have a different right. mixture too. It's like it overlaps a little, but he knows some things and I know different things. So it's like, it's a good, it's a yeah. good partnership. So, and, and, and the biggest thing that is that actually saddens me to think about is the fact that all the things that we just talked about, they shouldn't be a fucking secret. They shouldn't be a thing that 99% of people don't know. It should be a fucking school, your freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Like that, that, like this financial literacy mm, is actually very Sorry, but I'd level. rather learn fucking American history for the sixth year in a row. No, but, 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 but like even, even like the, the higher level terms that we were discussing during this podcast are still very low tier that like, like there's still a very, very surface level of financial understanding. And the fact that 99% of people don't know what fiduciary responsibility means or what underwriting is like, isn't good because most people, they will never hear the word underwriting until they get a mortgage. And that would be the yeah, first. And, it's, and, and maybe, then it's too late. Yeah, then it's exactly. Too late. And then they come and they're like, "Why are you requiring me to put like 100% cash down?" Like yeah. this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Which by the way has yeah. happened. I've had YouTubers being like, "I could pay for the whole thing in cash, but like I don't want to." Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was always afraid of taking loans too. Up until recently, um, just like well, that's why. Like we, so our project, it's a business credit card. It doesn't even do a FICO pool. It protects you and. Later this year, we're going to be releasing a personal credit building feature. So you get to literally start the safest way possible. Hey, business card, not going to hurt you. And then activate a feature that will help you build that personal credit. Because this is how you break the chicken or egg cycle where I don't have debt. How can I build credit history? So how does a creator go about, let's say I'm a decent sized creator. I have, you know, maybe let's say 80,000 subscribers, but my channel is a really it's it's a finance channel and it's producing yep. you know high ass cpms i'm making 10 to 20k yep. a month um how do i go about getting a carrot card first of all <laughs> you know a lot you're absolutely right personal finance cpms can be like 20. yeah <laughs> like they can be yeah. Like yeah. really really high that's a great case where even if you only have eighty thousand followers you could be mike more than people with like two hundred thousand, right easily. of course easily exactly yeah yeah a hundred percent by the way Again, this nuance, you think the 50-year-old guy in Wells Fargo knows, like, any of what no we just talked No chance. He has no idea what no. we're talking Absolutely about. Absolutely no. not. And that's why we exist. So the easiest things, go to our Instagram. It's literally just try carrot T-R-Y-K-A-R-A-T. It's in the description. And just DM us. Okay. Right? DM us and say you're interested. Right? You feel free. I'm See, the and that's even better. Look yeah. at that. He's already... We, we, we hopped off a business call today, okay, with a, with a CEO of a company and um he said okay i'm gonna email you guys after and i looked at him i was like listen bro like after this whole talk we just had we're on cool terms text yeah. us we're not we're not emailing oh, yeah. like we're young you yeah. know like DM, we Discord. don't want to use email the, oh, the 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 extent of our email use is you know i have a two-factor code that that needs to be used or i have to click yes on yeah. a google zoom you know like calendar it, so so that's that in itself should show enough that you, you literally you didn't say go to our fucking website and sign up or or email us you said instagram dm us which is what everyone wants to fucking do DM when i want to work with a company i dm them on instagram and then they say okay go to this email and i'm like all right fuck this i'm sending it to my agency now like to my agents and then the they'll handle the email 
I mean, you get, I mean, Arab, you have my personal Discord, right? Which I am in conversations with a lot of our card holders because that's how they want to do customer support. They want to do it through Discord. And I'm like, all right, yep. we'll do yep. it. <laughs> We're going to yep. be where you're going to be. And so, dude, yeah. that's, and that's fucking cool, dude, because a lot of the times, uh, and I will say this, I will call them out. The worst credit card experience I've ever had in my life was with fucking Capital One. And because yep. it was so bad, I paid off the account in full. I closed the card and I never want to even see that name again. And it was because the customer service was fucking terrible. It was when oh, I had, and, and that's another thing too, by the way, like another reason why people, I would say a fundamental reason why people use credit cards over debit cards specifically and why you should is because when somebody takes your credit card, when somebody, t when some, when you use your debit card on a sketchy gas station thing that has a card reader, that somebody put over the regular card reader and they take you your know, shit. You know, I used to always feel for that after I read a thing about that. I used yeah, to feel yeah. and double check that it's. Yeah, they don't good, do it anymore good. though, right? It's pretty secure nowadays. I like, mean, I mean, they, they, they. I mean, there's some old gas stations, man. Oh, but anyways, the old ones, I for sure. Edwin, you're talking so, about the chargeback protection, fraud and disputes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I was talking about is like when you when you have uh, a debit card and you use your real money from your real bank account to buy gas and it gets taken from you and those people go into your account and clean it out, the bank will be such a pain in the ass to give you your money they they a lot of the times they they'll try to not believe you credit cards aren't that way because cr the credit card money isn't your money anyways you know what i mean and and it's a lot easier to prove fraud through a credit card than it is through a debit card and getting your actual real liquid money back from somebody who stole it is a lot harder than getting you know a credit a, a credit yeah, credit exactly back you know right. what I mean? because with a credit card you haven't actually paid it yet the money's exactly. still in your account so like, and to be clear, this has happened to us, right? Creators had their cards stolen or skimmed and people go ring up fraudulent transactions. As long as we're like, okay, cool. You did like, you didn't like go and post your numbers on Insta and like let yeah. everyone, like we just cover it. Cause that's what a credit card yeah. company does. And that's an yeah. advantage debit card. Yeah. Because, because when you use your debit card and it gets skimmed, they can literally take real dollars out of the real bank that you can't do that with a credit card. If you take real money out using a credit card, so for example, Amex has this thing where if you go to an ATM and you need real money through an Amex card, they'll give you the money at a crazy interest rate until you pay it back, but they'll give you money, but it's a lot harder to get. Like, and I would say sometimes you even have to call, call them and be like, yo, I need cash and they'll give you cash, but it's like more of a process than just skimming a debit card, taking the real funds out and, and then the person's fucked. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. Yeah, I had a, in, in June, I had somebody charge the fucking most exclusive suite at a hotel three nights in a row, $1,300 onto the Holy credit shit. card. And Man. I called them. I was like, hey, this wasn't they me. They know. They fucking look, you know, in what history have I ever spent $400 suites in Maryland? You know, like I've never yeah. even been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just removed it. And if I was on a debit card and that got stolen, I was fucked. You're out of, it's really hard. It's the money, you're, yeah. money from yeah. your account. It's, it's like having a good card, it helps you so many ways as a business. But as you said, Edwin, people don't learn this stuff in school. And so what we've been trying to do is figure out how to package a better financial product in a form and product that gets creators excited enough to try and learn, right? That's yeah. why 
we've gone and worked with so many creators, the top names who post stories about us because it's like evangelizing. Hey, look, this is something you should look into. And then we hope over time, we're literally as a business only going to make money if they grow and end up using other business financial products. Because that assumes a certain level of interest in financial education. Our incentives are aligned and like, wow, let's try and teach creators as much as possible about this stuff because that's ultimately how we win as a business too. Right. Gotcha. Now, now my, uh, a question I have is, is, you know, you guys are in the, uh, pre-launch like referral only situation. What, what is, what would you consider? Like what size does somebody have to be to be considered for you guys right now? Like pre wait list, you get what I mean? A full time. So we've actually already improved our underwriting and started to go to earlier stage creators. As long as you're a full time creator who can support yourself and can actually grow faster with higher card limits. So maybe making, say, 80K plus a year, right? That's where we can probably be of service. If you're at a point where, hey, you're early on your stage, but you're making less than 80K a year, it's hard for us to really be that helpful because we're not going to be able to give you that much more aggressive of a limit than you would just get from a normal bank, right? Yeah. But that scales up. We have creators who are making millions a year, and we're still able to give them really, really great cards. Yeah, Arab, when you talked to me at VidSummit and you were like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I use it for. This is my card. I was like, yeah, this is the right card for you. I wasn't, you know, I'm just like, cool. Yeah, like, was, I'm yeah not- well, so like, I mean, he walked up to me and he was talking to everyone at the table and I yeah. was, I like introduced myself at, uh, or something. And, you know, I started talking to him because, you know, we're there to network. Everyone paid a thousand dollar ticket. We're all there to network with each other. Um, And he goes, yeah, well, I use, you know, you could use this card whatever most creators don't and i like pulled out the amex and i was like is it better than this and he like looked at me he's like that's a good card that's a good card i don't you know like for you given what you do this is a great card and and, and then and then i was like i was like okay this guy's like clearly isn't bullshitting like you know he carries himself well like he he's and and that's when i was like all right come on our podcast you know like let's let's talk and then so yeah yeah, our, our goal is not to be the best card for everybody, right. right? But it's to try and be a really good option that helps you learn. And for most people, in most cases, it's still going to be really good. So, Arab, you're about to say something. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was about to say, I think that's, for the most part, like, hoping people, that, hoping people that listen uh, understood a lot more about credit cards and, and just financially, you know, building your, your history because it's just, it's not taught to you. And, you know, in this hour episode, like you, you, there, you learn so much, probably, probably like things you learn over years in just this hour episode. So, uh, whether you guys made it, 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 is there anything else you want to say? It took, it took me a few years of, of licensing to learn what I have, what we've just talked about in this, in this podcast. And some people will never learn it, dude. School, like college, this shit is never taught to you. And it blows my mind, Mm -hmm. blows my mind. Yeah, likewise, um, taking me years. But a lot of gratitude just to be here today with both of you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, guys, if you guys did enjoy this, and one, if you are a creator, we have a lot of creators that listen to this podcast. If you are a creator and you know you need higher limits to spend on your business, that is also one thing. A lot of creators don't understand the value of investing in your business. They're, they're afraid to spend money, but you need to spend money to make more money. I mean, all the top creators do that. Mr. Beast, Arak, like all these people are reinvesting their business. A lot of creators are just sitting on the money they're getting and like doing the same thing over and over and, and it's not you, and eventually you lose your moment and the algorithm you're less hot and you start to spiral downwards yeah so that's really scary yep anyways if you are a creator and you do need higher limits check out carrot you know we got them on here not as an advertisement obviously 
it was, you know, it is an advertisement for their company, but they like to build an encyclopedia of information, whether it be something that, you know, is a, is a company or a creator, anything that has to do with the creator space. Uh, check out Carrot, DM them on Instagram, the link is in the description. Whether you guys are on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, thanks for making it to the end of the podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace.